the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the hosts and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're broadcasting live as we do each week from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road, and we're uh, welcome you to come on by and visit with us on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. We're going to talk to David Rodriguez in just a little while and find out how his workshop went and how the kids' workshop went as well. And uh, we. Uh, Want to visit with you and find out what's going on in your gardening world? I'll tell you what's going on in my gardening world. Um, <laughs> remember how I was complaining about looking at sparse roses like Belinda's Dream and Knockout and yeah. my little Grandma's Yellow, and they look so horrible, and they don't look horrible anymore. You mean they resprout? They sprouted? They are full of red. Oh, is that right? All that new growth. Yeah, they just great. Yeah, and so they're they're fuller and they look great, and I bet you a lot of people have you fertilized them at all? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, with uh, the some Millburgers, yeah, in the nineteen five nine, yeah, well, threw Good. some of that around, um, and yeah, so they're uh, I think the rains and the coolness for a week, yeah, yeah really that, got that them tip. going. The tomatoes are growing nicely. My um, my. Uh, what was it? The red deuce. Yeah. That I over summered is now happy. It, before it was just sitting because it's in the <laughs> container. I was just kind of you know hanging on. It just literally it looks sad. It was just hanging over the side. Uh, you could just hear it in the garden. And now with the rains and stuff, it's uh, it's got a lot of new growth going straight up. And uh, yeah, yeah. So good. yeah, you might get a mater after all. Man. I just might. So, uh, and then my um, Lavaca is doing well. Okay. Is it, is it, it's blooming, I imagine. Um, I think I have one or two. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to remember. But anyway, so tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 308-8867. It's 308-8867 and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. That's the number to call to be a part of the show. And we've also got some large uh, containers of uh, if you if you've been waiting around waiting to the ideal weather conditions. You know we've been talking about planting tomatoes for. Are we on the air? We're on the air, Cal. <laughs> Pla- planting tomatoes for a month. Turn around and they're not there anymore. Oh no! Where are they? 
What'd you do with them? They wait. They waited an hour for you to get here, and then they just wandered off. Oh, that's weird. That's not them, is it? No, I don't think so. Let's see. Is that her with the wagon? I, I don't. I don't no, honestly I don't know. Think so, no. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's odd. Oh yeah. wait, wait. So look, what were look. you doing over there? Well, he had <clears throat> he had barnyard grass that it was invading from his neighbors. Okay. And I th- asked him if he had any image. Because image will tackle, he's got Bermuda grass lawn, so he could, oh yeah, yeah, he can just experiment with it. And he said, well, no, they said they were out of image here, and I said, can't believe that. Let <laughs> let me go look. Come on, and I went and looked, and uh, they got image, and I found a another product. They have image. They're yeah. not out of image. They're not out of image. Image. Then they have an, uh, They had another. Of course, the image is expensive. Had another product product that was uh, um, that was uh, not very expensive. I think this might work. It works for uh, for uh, crabgrass mm-hmm. and uh, nuts sedge and other things. And but then then I looked around and there was nobody there. So, but that would have been worthy. It was inexpensive enough that it would have been all right for them to experiment. Hey, we got a question from the crowd. We'll get back to that in a second. I want to help this woman out here. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to hear you. What can we do for you? I have a, pen, a pencil cactus, and it's about six feet tall and about four feet wide, and it's not in the best place for me. Is it possible to transplant it? That, that, that I would like to see. <laughs> it would be hard to transplant it in, in the the, in, the in problem plant. the problem is you break it yeah you know it's so brittle you can just uh, all you need to do to to get more pencil gather is just break break sections off let them dry for about a week or ten days and then and then uh, put one portion of it in the ground well. I really like it, but it's getting to be where it's too tall. I can't well, see around it. That's what I mean. And, and I cut off the top of it, actually, Okay. for a while, but it came back pretty strong. <laughs> so I may have to live with it or just keep pruning no, it? No, no, no. no. Just, yeah. just transplant like, it. Like you can start a bunch of new plants. How tall is it? How oh, it's, it's taller than I am. Oh, not, oh, okay. So we're taller. talking you're going to get a lot of plants yeah, out of it. I, one of the main... Stems is, is probably about the size of my wrist. Oh my goodness! So it's not a pencil. It's a no, or no it's not a crayon either. Uh. <laughs> no, it, it, it just went crazy where it is. Well, that what Jerry's saying though is that you can you, you can go ahead and it's going to be hard to transplant intact because they want to break and then you'll get stuck and everything. But <laughs> you can you can you're going to have pieces that live. You know what? No matter what you do. Even if you you know you try and the top breaks off, you'll still have three feet, yeah. and then it'll, just like you said, it'll be back up to. The but once once you break it up, break it up, and we're talking sections uh, uh, six to eight inches long, uh-huh. yeah, you know, a pencil size. Uh, once you get it get the top broken down or back to where you want want it to be, then you can dig the. Okay. Dig the thing out. Okay. Now they don't. They don't have a, a massive root system. Okay. So you uh, uh, you don't have to dig a big root ball. You know, a heavy root ball. And uh, 
the important thing about cactus is to not immediately plant them, you know, with trees and shrubs and things. You want to don't want to let the roots dry out. You do on cactus want to let the roots kind of dry out a little bit, or even even the end of the stem. Yeah, the end of the stem. And so about a week before you put it back in the ground, and keep don't let it rain on it, yeah. stuff like that, while it's drying out. Okay. And then you you can you can get the big one, the whole big big one, the big trunk. Now if it's as big as you're saying it is, you probably ought to wrap that thing in newspaper or something, so it won't stick you when you're oh. trying to handle it. Oh yeah. Just put yeah. put some kind of thick paper around it to so the thorns won't won't yeah. get you. Okay. Okay. But uh, but it, it's easy to try. I mean it's it, it's <laughs> it's going to be heavy. Well, be, it seems it's very forgiving, but it, it's probably just too forgiving because uh. it started growing like crazy. <laughs> how would a how do you think a sheet would work? Or the thought does it get? Would they get? It go through the sheet. I know, but it'll, it'll go through the newspaper too, though. Well, yeah, I guess so. I was I was just thinking of get, something to protect her from the yeah, thorns. Yeah, I just wonder if it get hung up. On the, I've, I've, I've uh, oh, like on my Mexican limes when I'm trying to cover them with fabric. I'm trying to get the stuff off as well uh. said, <laughs> because of the thorns, you know. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, I'm glad you're having good luck with it. Where'd you get it? Did you uh, did you buy it at a nursery or did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's good yeah. thing you didn't put it in a terrarium. Uh, <laughs> All right. Did we finish your conversation? Yeah, we we'll finished, sir. Yeah, then the other issue they had was they had a peach that, uh, nice looking plant, but it never ripens. Little peaches, hard peaches. And he's, he said he bought it from the nursery. It's like that from the nursery. And he said it three years. And they told him that it would. It is a peach that ripens in the end of August. Uh, I said, well, <laughs> maybe there's such a thing, but I don't don't remember ever hearing of a peach. Sounds like him, a nemo guard rootstock. That's what I told him. I said, and he, he didn't. He didn't. Of course, was not interested in that answer. <laughs> so. And but, they missed the bud. The, no, and I asked the about the uh, Yeah, and I asked the yeah, or you know, at some some point. In the uh, life that the uh, top died back and or the bottom didn't get pruned. Um, That's the only peach I know of that won't ripen. Huh? That's the only peach that we know of that won't ripen. Yeah, well, most people don't keep them. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. they let them stay on there. Yeah, and that's, won't ripen. of course, that's a classic. Now, I asked about the bloom color because I remember... Nema guards I've seen with a real light kind of light bloom color, mm. but uh, yeah, that's classic. I bet there's lots, lots of them. Some people keep them because they're so tough and they're oh they, yeah they bloom. They have a nice shape. They're, they're not not nearly as hard to take care of as a peach that gives you decent fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it always is. But and then I but you, but you, you know they they they're trying to get away from Nema guard because. Uh, because it's uh, alkaline, susceptible to alkaline, uh, alkaline condi- growing conditions. Well, we used to say that uh, the reason we planted it, well, nematode resistant, and I and I think it, this was one of those deals where we just added that it was good for 
for our soil. Yeah. Which, which in fact, it's not. It turned out not to be. Yeah. Well, now, in East Texas, over there, it'd be all right. Yeah, it'd be fine. Uh, acid soil. Just down here. But he, uh, then I uh, told him that if he wanted to explore a little bit, he could go to plantanswers.com and learn about budding and, you know, a whole bunch of options. And peach trees are relatively easy compared to some other ones, but... The tree's old, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty old. Three years old. It's big, though, too. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a seven-foot tree. So. Okay. So, but uh, I think this will be one of those uh, situations that that he, I think he probably suspected that because he had a picture of the of the uh, the joint, you know, where the uh-huh. supposedly that. And, it, and he was trying trying to justify it in terms of well, it's obvious that the what we what the graft is below below there, and, and no, not not real obvious. <laughs> but but there's not. I don't think there's any other explanation that I can think of. They're just unless somebody knows something different about a late August peach. Uh, but the and. Certainly isn't a good variety if it never ripens. Well, you know, uh, Blue, Bluford Hancock, uh, old timey uh, county horticulturist, used to talk about a one called Frank. I remember. And, and it's late, isn't it? Yeah. I think it, it, it's it's at that time it was one of the latest peaches because everybody's gone to producing or breeding early peaches, and nobody produces or breeds late peaches because of all, all the protection you have to give yeah. them throughout the long season. You better have a you better get a lot of money for them. They better be it really yeah. taste good if you're going to try to keep a peach but the, uh, alive. But, and, but those late peaches taste good. They're they're sweet, they're like red skin and some well, of those. But what are they? They're they're generally Feb, uh, July one. July, right? July, yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that was an that was an inter that were interesting questions for sure. I see David down there. Did we get a report? Not yet. Oh. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call to be a part of the show. I got some peaches setting fruit, Jerry. Uh, which peaches uh, setting fruit? I'm sorry, I'm got peaches on my mind. <laughs> Tomatoes, yeah. You can probably guess which one. Uh, Roma surprise. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's gonna it's gonna set them early. It's a good heat setter. And uh, I don't I don't know. I didn't look to see if we got Roma surprise out here. I know I know there's there's some still available, and as as we get later on into the season. Uh, here we here we are, uh, almost the first part of uh, September. September. So mm-hmm. we're getting past the recommended time to plant the plant. I, I think in my articles I said uh, use use one gallons if you're going to and and the recommended for heat setters or right. smaller tomatoes, but. Uh, did we sell all these all the one gallons that came? Yeah, look at that. I mean, wow. <laughs> but the people people that's getting started late, you know, wanted to have uh, fall tomatoes. Uh, 
rather the, they're they're investing in the gallons which are were planted back at the proper time and they also fast maturing so and we've got some out here a few of them left uh got sure i saw surefire out there and uh, it's looking good and uh, tycoon tycoon and uh red deuce red deuce is out there in the gallons so uh you better try celebrities and get one yeah but uh i'm i'm thinking that we get closer to september you're going to want to stick with uh, uh, Roma Surprise uh, because it is it uh, it is a determinate fast maturing uh, heat setting variety. So uh, it it even though you plant it late, I think it's going to. I know it'll be ready for th- for Christmas if we don't have a hard free. You might have to give it protection one time. But uh, otherwise, uh, it'll, it'll, you should have you should have ripe tomatoes by Christmas. Other also, on the Roma surprise, we're going to end up with a situation of a lot of green tomatoes that that won't ripen, or that are very slow to ripen. Don't worry about it on 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 these fall planted tomatoes like red deuce. Uh, you may end up with some big, big green tomatoes, which we'll talk about later. But uh, just leave them on the vine as long as they possibly can, on the plant as long as they can, and then uh, then just harvest them green, uh, harvest them what we call green wrap. And uh, if the seed inside, if the seed is mature, they're what we call physiologically mature, and you put them in there on the counter in your kitchen, and they'll ripen eventually. And um, we had a few people uh, inquire about uh, fried green tomatoes. and yeah. there, right, right. There, there uh, they are. Or the chow-chow. Don't forget our yeah. chow-chow, which we have, and pickled tomatoes. And uh, don't forget all those recipes are on plantanswers.com. It's uh, under the recipe section, so... I, th- I think we got George Washington Carver's got over a hundred uh, tomato recipes on PlantAnswers.com. Tried, tried and true in, I guess Alabama. Um, we had a uh, nice meeting out at uh, out at the uh, out at Bernie the other night, uh, talking about the new uh, the new Topper Wine book out. Oh wow! Uh, the shooter, the famous shooter, and the, and the road roads named after Topperwine, Topperwine Avenue, and uh, the people came up, of course, asking questions. And one, one lady, the, the actual main lady of the that, that set the whole operation up, was uh, really upset over her uh, trumpet creeper. Uh, she said she cut it, she cut it off and it sent up sprouts. Can you imagine such a thing? Sends up sprouts all over the place, and she was uh, really upset about that. And, and the, is that the common the, trumpet creeper? Yeah. Because uh, even that they're, they're invasive. I mean, yeah. uh, even that dwarf the, Chinese will send up. Oh yeah. Sprouts. Yeah. And 
so anyway, I was telling her about our cut vine and stump killer, our remover. Uh, and uh, she had never heard of it, of course. And so um, the, that, that's the best way to, in, to deal with an invasive, invasive plant. I was, I was uh, reading Neil Sperry's deal a while ago, and he was, he was talking about uh, uh, root pruning wisteria to get it to bloom. Uh, that's that's one of the key at this time of the year. That's one of the. Do you have a question? Well, let's do this. Uh, uh, actually, we're going to take a quick break and come back. Nana, you're going to be up next, so stay with us. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I've got some great information for you. Your summer favorites are at Millburgers right now, and they're absolutely at incredible prices. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find savings 40% off on these terrific items, now all just $14.88. Like Gold Star Esperanza in the 12-inch pot, regularly $24.99. This beautiful, beautiful, heat-loving plant is on sale for just $14.88. Right now, you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados. On sale in the three-gallon container, just $14.88. Theralis or Showers of Gold is absolutely gorgeous with its big, long spikes of bright yellow flowers. And it's on sale for $14.88 in the three-gallon container. And Variegated Tapioca Plant on sale in the 12-inch pot. That's right. You guessed it. Just $14.88. You'll find these and much, much more at Millburgers Land. Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. As you navigate the back-to-school chaos of teacher conferences, homework, laundry, and carpool, make sure you also pencil in some time to plan for the future. A well-crafted estate plan will reduce your stress, and it's also one of the best gifts you can give your family. I'm Charlie Weisinger, board-certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. We help families achieve peace through planning. Most people don't like talking about death and planning for what happens when they're gone. At Weisinger Law Firm, we understand this and do everything we can to help the process go smoothly. Let us help you get a will or trust in place. We start with a free consultation. Just call 210-308-0800. We'll help you put a plan in place to protect your family. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas, so call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or WeisingerLawFirm.com. That's W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through planning. When it comes to stock market corrections, take this advice. 
Don't get fooled again. People have lost thousands of their retirement savings again. Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial can show you how to move your money into a safe investment with zero risk and a guaranteed return. Tune into the Big State Financial Radio Show Saturdays, 2 p.m. and Mondays, 8 p.m. Or call Robin today, 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. Schlitterbahn Water Park. The magic begins the moment we arrive. Jump in, now we're living in the moment. Take a joyride on the water slide. How I wish this day would last forever. Hold on to every moment. We're going to Schlitterbahn. Are more ways to play and splash the day away together. Parking and tubes are free, and Schlitterbahn lets you bring a picnic. At the end of the day, we all have something special to hold on to. Hold on to every moment, the hottest, coolest time. Hold on to every moment Buy discounted tickets at Schlitterbahn.com. If you need a creative welcome gift for a teacher or a special treat for a student, the Alamo City Chocolate Factory has the answers. From teachers have class lollipops to thank you chocolate bars. You can even get creative with a chocolate 3D apple filled with homemade chocolate treats. The Alamo City Chocolate Factory at 1604 in Blanco in the Vineyard Shopping Center. 490-5333. Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Live the sweet life. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I want to get right back to those phone lines and talk gardening with Nana at 308-8867, 308-8867. Nana, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. What's going on? I have a, a pomegranate plant. I've had it for years, and it's, it always flowers, and I'm not seeing a single fruit. So is there a problem? What? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My headphone was messed up. Uh-oh. Could you repeat that again? Please? One more time. I have a pomegranate plant pomegranate? for years. Yeah, and uh, it's been, it will flower and all the other numbers. But I haven't seen a single fruit yet. I mean, is that a problem or do I need to do something? No, uh, pomegranates are self, self-pollinated. Uh, uh, a lot of times... Uh, they have uh it doesn't have any small fruit or any fruit at all, right? Not nothing. Okay, they they make ornamental pomegranates. Uh, uh <laughs> did you did you buy it as a wonderful? What did you buy it? Yeah, as? I bu- yeah, I bought it like a, like a plant, you know, and I I transplanted it, you know. I know, but did did it have a variety name on it? Like wonderful? No, it didn't. No, he didn't, oh. and I don't even know what kind it is. And but it's produced in pa- in past years. No, it's never produced. No, never it produced? hasn't. Since I since I have them, no, nah, not even a single. I'll, it will it's flower it, all it, nicely, but it, it, it flowers sun. nicely, but it never produces. I've got a whole neighborhood of, of pomegranates that way, naturalized. Is that right? Yeah, um, and I don't, I I often wondered why 
what that meant, but I, I just took it for granted. A lot of them are kind of in half shade or, or in under deciduous trees. Yeah, that's true. Is yours in the full sun or what condition? Yeah, and, and the full sun. Okay, that's that's not the problem there. Yeah, there there. Uh, Jerry was asking about wonderful and uh, even the even those old name varieties are erratic. Oh yeah, that's why we're looking for new ones. Yeah. That are more consistent, but uh, that another wing if it's either an ornamental, but but you say it's not in a shaded area or, or no, it's right in the opening of my backyard. Yeah, and and it blooms profusely. It's pretty when it blooms, right? Oh yeah, pretty with all the, the red flowers and everything. Yeah, I think you got an ornamental pomegranate. Really? So what do I do? Just enjoy well, the enjoy, enjoy the, the blooms. blooms. <laughs> enjoy the shit. It's, right? it's food. It's food for the soul. Yeah. And then and then you go down to H E B and get you uh, something to eat if you want to <laughs> while you're looking at the flowers. My, I've got and a. There's nothing you can do to make it make I, it set. I've through. got a wonderful and a pink satin, and I've had. Uh, I got about. 12, 14 fruit on each, and but I've I've been uh, I've got that uh, brown fungus that Jerry was talking yeah. about that's invaded most of them. Uh, so this was not a great year. No, too much rain. Yeah, for pomegranates at best. So I don't know if there is such a thing as a great year for pomegranate. I don't know. Somebody's got to be. The, the, the terrible thing is when you get fruit and, and try <laughs> to eat it. <laughs> somebody, somebody out there is uh, growing lots of pomegranates. Oh yeah, they're juicing them. And, yeah. uh, they grow most of them in ca- California, and uh, it, and and in desert areas yeah. where they don't get that rain. Cool nights, and then they yeah. all, the water they get is irrigation water, right. so they know exactly what they're getting. That's so it. I'm sorry, there's nothing we can tell you to do, but you just enjoy right. the blooms and. Alrighty. And if you want something to eat right. or a drink, go go to H E B and get them get them off the shelf. <laughs> so, All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye bye. All right, three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. David Rodriguez is up here on the porch with us, who just did a Earthkind seminar for about twenty five thirty folks here at Millburgers. At 1604 on Boulevardy Road, there's another one coming up. You can, We'll see if we can tell you about that, but you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about all the seminars they have here, millburgernursery.com. Hi, David. What's going on? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Fine, thank you. How are you doing today? Everything's good. We uh, had our EarthKind seminar here at the beautiful Millburgers Landscape Nursery, and we're focusing on uh, uh, fall gardening, but... Uh, starting out with warm weather crops, uh, predominantly tomatoes, and we talked uh, a little bit about cucumber, squash, zucchini, uh, pepper, eggplant, that type, and then uh, all the uh, varieties and basic uh, things to do and don't do. And then uh, we'll we'll go part two, you might say, uh, on September the 10th, and then we'll focus more transitioning from warm weather planting. Uh, into cool weather planting, you know, the cold crops, cabbage, broccoli, a cauliflower. Can't forget Brussels sprouts for Dr. Parsons. That's right, yeah. And then uh, uh, going, <laughs> going uh, with root crops, carrots, beets, and uh, uh, don't forget Calvin with the rutabagas. 
And then the leafy greens, so we're we'll be covering all that on September. To <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the second step on September the 10th. All right, that's that's a good idea. So oh. you think it's a little bit too early to plant the bro- cold crop, broccoli and cauliflower and that kind of thing? Um, I think next Saturday we're scheduled to uh, plant a, a green magic broccoli and uh, probably cheers cabbage at the children's garden. Uh, normally we say... Um, if you plant it and get good varieties and step on the watering and nutrition, weed management, etc., and I normally say a lot of those will early September, mid-September plantings will come in for Thanksgiving and then early October, mid-October, which is really the best, I think. Uh, if you plant it right, it uh, should come in for Christmas dinner. Right, right. So if you spread Perfect. it out, yeah. So that's we normally do these early plantings there because uh, we have to make sure they have something uh uh, for the uh, vegetable contest, which is usually mid-November, uh, and then often uh, they can take uh, uh, a good assortment of vegetables for Thanksgiving dinner to their grandparents and stuff like that. There you so go. kind of cool. So. They've had some pretty, they really produce some pretty uh, cauliflower and broccoli over Unbelievable there cauliflower. in the children's garden. It's kind of a, a challenge teaching the volunteers and the kids about Wrapping the cauliflower leaves, they put a big rubber band on mm-hmm. them. And do they even teach. have to do that nowadays? Yeah, we still do it. Oh, I, I, I mean, get, I, I quit a, doing it. Kids, it gives them something. Because it to do. Uh, doesn't. <laughs> it's not like the old days when you uh, let them open like that and they're all yellow. I, I was taking it for granted that the well, the new varieties are. But you probably grow yeah, a lot of self plants. You probably grow a lot of them real close, right? Yeah, pretty they well. Pretty close. Help each other. Yeah. They only plant one, so they have to. Plus the space that they have, and right. them is all over the right, the right. place where well, they do grow some beautiful, beautiful cauliflower out there too. They don't yeah. pop each other with those rubber bands when they're putting them. Well, on. you know how it is. <laughs> you know how it is. This is big, big rubber bands. We used, yeah, I know it. Yeah. We used uh, uh, clip. Uh, oh, the little clips on. Okay. Yeah. What are the clothes, clothespins? Clothespins. Okay. Yeah. That works pretty. That was pretty easy. We used yeah. to use the clothespins to wrap the tomato cages, but they always used to snap off. So, uh, Carrie got me. They're some not girls. easy to find either nowadays. Oh, well, the kids. What is a clothespin? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, why does he keep saying? Yeah. Go look in your clothes dryer. You know. <laughs> he says, why do you keep recommending using your yardstick to measure our plants? What's a yardstick? Uh. It's like, you know, come on, guys. It's getting depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, all good. It's all and good. And you can still get clothespins at the dollar store. Hey, you, you, know, you know, the uh, you're, David, talk, you're talking about cool weather plants coming up. Uh, and I'm, I've been kind of an advocate for waiting till after the middle of September. But I noticed in my uh, garden after the rains that I've got... Uh, Crawford lettuce reseeding. Already the oh, cu- wow. And the cucumbers have just, that have reseeded, have just taken off. Suddenly they're. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. They're, oh. they're two feet up on the tomato cages. And, nice. Uh, nice. So uh, everything is uh, likes this this weather we've had in the rain. And we'll have a report hopefully by November, Calvin. It's the first time we've grown jicama plants. Uh huh. So we'll see if we have any jicama in November. What does. What, what, what will they do with them? them? Well, they use them. Use them in a casserole. casserole? Hick, not hiccup plant. Uh, <laughs> Hickama. No. It's a bulbous type crop. Looks like a, the ponytail palm, the bulbous part, and they grow a lot in Mexico and Central America. Oh yeah, that one. And uh, you finally shave it, and then you put it on salads. Kind of a watercress really? type of taste. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's kind of we neat. have huge, huge, huge vines, but 
the bulb hasn't started to form. I think with the tapering of the fall temperatures and daytime uh, uh, day lengths, I think it'll, hopefully it'll start setting that. That's not the stuff time. you get with sushi, is it? I thought that was uh, no, ginger. No, that's, well, that's wasabi. And, uh, ginger, wasabi, yeah. right? <laughs> that's hot stuff. <laughs> well, you can. I guess you can plant that and. Uh, Store it right along with the rutabagas. <laughs> the rutabagas. <laughs> hey, so uh, David was showing me close-up pictures. I've never seen. What that picture was? I didn't know what the. I, I know. I'm embarrassed now. Knows, since I'm a synesthetist. He knows what a barometer plant is. I sure do, which is what it was. And I didn't realize they're tubular and. Yeah, they're very. Yeah, they are very pretty, and they're pretty around town again, which means yeah. we got some. Because after coming. the rain, right, Milton? No. Oh, no, it's okay. telling you there's more rain coming. <laughs> oh, okay. It predicted okay. the rain that came, and okay. now then it kind of died down. Now it's blooming again. Okay. Well, isn't it supposed to rain this weekend? Was supposed to. They took the rain out of the forecast this uh, week. Again, they oh, again, they did that. Why do they do that? Till the end of the. It's still on the end of the week. They need but to talk to the Sinise. Yesterday it was even forecast. Yeah, that's a pretty picture. She just wanted the name of it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a pretty picture. I'll say Milton Glick says it's a Texas sage plant. That's right. There it's a barometer go. plant. It's it's the old timers. Um, we uh, still have a few plots, Milton. Today's week two. Oh, for of, the children's. Yeah, week two of sixteen. At the Children's Garden, at the Botanical Garden, a couple plots still need to be filled, so we'll take latecomers. So if you have any kids that need to get those plots filled, uh, go to the Bear County Extension, uh, not uh, the San Antonio Botanical Garden webpage under Youth Education and apply there, and, and it does start next week too. It does take a commitment. Yes. But yes. gosh, it's uh, it's worthwhile if you were, th- you know, if you thinking that your kids would benefit and you wish they'd appreciate nature a little bit more and know a little bit more about the environment yeah, fall they should participate a, in this program fall always takes a while to fill up because i guess kids going back to school and the heat and all that yeah we'll, we'll take some latecomers not yeah. a problem okay well what's so the where do they go what do they do go to the san antonio botanical garden website under education click on youth and then the children's garden sbot.org sabot.org yeah yes. and it's uh, every saturday david yeah today's week two of 16 and uh, what's, the, what's the times on Saturdays? They start with the heat right now. They're starting at 8 and finishing about 10, 30, 11. Okay. And and they'll, they'll, they'll push it to 9 to 12. Parents are encouraged to go with, but to help out. not yeah, absolutely definitely. necessary. That's isn't? a good family learning experience. Yeah. Hey, and what were you telling me this was before we go? The, the um, thing I that's good you? radio. They look like the uh, some kind of a date or a fruit of a palm tree. And, yeah. You know, try it, see how it tastes before the... Um, <laughs> Birds or the Before critters get to it, but it, it might even be that jelly palm. I don't know if you ever eat, eaten fruit off that jelly palm. It's delicious. Huh. You know, so try and tell us next and, week. Uh, Milton. And if Milton doesn't, <laughs> if I'm not, yeah. if you're able, yeah, if he doesn't make it back, we'll uh, suspect <laughs> we it have wasn't this recorded. Bad. Yeah, who gave me this great advice? Thank you. Uh, cool. Uh, thanks, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, y'all have a wonderful. Wait day. a minute, you had mentioned this. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I'll give this to you, too, and y'all can keep mentioning it. But um, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, Saturday, September 17th, we're doing our Fall Backyard Basics Expo. It'll be hosted at the San Antonio College Oppenheimer Academic Center. Uh, a lot of good topics from beekeeping to chickens, composting, wildlife, uh, how to take care of fresh food and the Safeway, herb gardening, home aquaponics, veggie garden, drip irrigation, rain barrels, vermiculture, and more. Uh, you can go to the Bear County Extension Service website for more information and to register there. It'll be Saturday morning, September 17th. A lot of good things going on that day over there. 
So come on by. $20, and you will have some awesome door prizes at the end, and then bring some few dollars extra to the Alamo area beekeepers. Uh, Master Gardens will be selling a few items as well. Very cool. And right. is that online too? Yeah, Bear County Extension Service homepage. Mm -hmm. Click under the Backyard Basics Fall Expo, September 17th. All right. Thank you, sir. we got to go to break. We're going to come back in just a moment. In the meantime, give Thank us a call at 308-8867. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And I've got some great information for you. Your summer favorites are at Millburgers right now, and they're absolutely at incredible prices. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find savings 40% off on these terrific items, now all just $14.88. Like Gold Star Esperanza in the 12-inch pot, regularly $24.99. This beautiful, beautiful heat-loving plant is on sale for just $14.88. Right now, you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados. On sale in the three-gallon container, just $14.88. Theralis or Showers of Gold is absolutely gorgeous with its big, long spikes of bright yellow flowers. And it's on sale for $14.88 in the three-gallon container. And Variegated Tapioca Plant on sale in the 12-inch pot. That's right. You guessed it. Just $14.88. You'll find these and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. 1604 on Road. See how easy your old bathtub can be transformed into a beautiful safe shower. Call 210-655-1111. Give us a call before you fall. It's time to call Safe Shower. 210-655-1111. By now, you've probably heard us talking about Project One, a citywide initiative to encourage mentoring in San Antonio. Project One was built because we believe that one person mentoring one other person who needs it for one hour week can make a huge long-term difference. Project One needs you. You've heard about it, but are you called to do something about it? Kids, marriage, workplace, teen pregnancy? The need is great, but there's an even greater acute need for mentors. You. Go to 930amtheanswer.com and click on the Project One banner for a list of organizations that are looking for people just like you. Project One, you've heard about it. Now follow the call you're hearing. Go to 930amtheanswer.com and click on the Project One link to learn how you can become a mentor to someone who needs it. Project One, a mentoring initiative brought to you by 930am The Answer, City Reachers, and the San Antonio Christian Leaders Forum. This Saturday afternoon at 5, tune in for Senior Care Chats, presented by Senior Care Centers. O'Shawn Yates and Kelly Brennan will entertain you as they educate you on issues and topics that matter most to seniors and their families. Saturday afternoons at 5 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hello, I'm Randy Adams from LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. But let me take the fear out of your next purchase of an automobile. Go to HassleFreeAutobuying.com. Let me do the negotiating and make sure you get the most out of your next trade. That's HassleFreeAutobuying.com. Breaking news. The union representing San Antonio firefighters is asking the fire chief to reinstate six cadets. Stimulating talk. You have an absolute guarantee that the house will burn down if Hillary Clinton is elected president. 9.30 a.m. The answer. 
Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Arlington, Texas is the place to be. New this year is the 4D Virtual Reality Coaster at Six Flags Over Texas. Fight the bad guys on the Double Loop Shockwave Roller Coaster with 360-degree views, plus three new rides as part of the new Gotham City expansion. Race your loved ones on the Wahoo Racer at Six Flags Hurricane Harbor. Catch a Texas Rangers game at Gold Life Park, where there isn't a bad seat in the house. Then squeeze in a tour of the iconic ballpark. Visit Arlington.org's deals and coupon section to book a complete vacation package. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-30. A lot of calls on uh, after all this rain, I, th- I think it, it almost looked like a uh, bacterial disease of some type. Well, but and there's also, I asked them about uh, whether the ends of the branches were falling off or the or ball moss, because that, I, I, I've been credited in, in my neighborhood to the, all the rain put on that excess foliage, and then we had a, a month with a, or six weeks with no no rain and so the tree made it some decisions about what it could support and then suddenly get the wind and the rain and yeah and, and you got pieces of branches falling you got ball moss falling i've got branches falling and a lot of them have fun, uh, fungus on the leaves i didn't haven't seen any uh, bacteria on the leaves in my neighborhood yeah but. he was worried about his leaves falling mainly. but uh uh, that, that, that ball moss is weighting them down and breaking all those limbs off of there, right? It is. Uh, I told you that stuff's dangerous. Nothing. Well, and it's I on. I saw Calvin holding some. It's on dead. It's on dead. Uh, a lot uh, of it's on dead, dead branches of too. Of course. Yeah, and then it's the always rain. on dead branches. And then it gets uh, breaks off when the wind and the rain get, yeah. gets real wet, and then the wind comes through and That's true. breaks it, gets, it off. It gets, they're big, big balls of that ball moss too. But anyway, anyway, they they didn't have anything, didn't have any. Oh, okay. Anything yeah. that they needed to be spraying for. Or, That's good. Or they were work. happy. And, and well, everybody, everybody scared death of Oak Will. Yeah. And uh, this was a big tree in their backyard. I think there there was, it was there before they moved in. Yeah, so. they said they picked a lot because of it. Yeah. Uh oh, Trace has uh, plans oh, for the weekend. Lord. Uh-oh, Jerry gets to pick? I, I know what that one is. That's, that's that ground cover thing, isn't it? That one looks like, that looks like your, <laughs> Jerry, that almost looks like our nemesis. Uh, Uh-oh. Queen crown? Yeah. A queen's crown or, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Coral vine, is it, queen's is crown. Is it red? No, it's the pink one. It's the pink one? 
Well, we can talk about them both. So they're both good plants for different things. All right. All right. We have two plants of the weekend. Here you go, Trace. Grab the mic. <laughs> I like the yellow. Like the two plants of the weekend. The ground cover? Double the fun. That's right. How are we set up? Just, I know she's not making her appearance for the third week in a row. We still have little Miss Figgy? We do have little Miss Figgy. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think Milton likes the name. I just like he likes saying it. Yeah. All right, so what else? So we uh, plants of the weekend. So we got two plants of the weekend for double the fun. Wadelia, uh, which is a, yeah. it's starting to become commonly used. It's a great ground cover. You'd use it in the same situations you would use one of the trailing lantanas, for example. Oh wow! Uh, it is a, yeah. a good perennial, so it will freeze down and come back out again, and it blooms almost the entire time it's hot. So April through fall. Hmm. Yeah, and it, it, uh, Willie Gentry, uh, in Laredo, the great nurseryman from Laredo, used to work for Alder's Nursery many, many years ago, but, uh, they always tried to get me to promote this plant years ago, Wadelia. And, uh, they said they're only pro, and it's, it's big time in the valley and in, uh, in the warmer areas. I, I, I don't know if it's caught on up here or not, but uh, some more and more it, of it, it blooms year. all summer long. It's a fantastic bloomer. It has been known to spread. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, just that's a what, little. That's yeah. what that's what you want. So here's a weird. Well, question. that's what you want. I mean, now, I you may want you may just you may want it in your <laughs> your twenty by twenty bed. You may not necessarily want it in your one acre it hole. Is, uh, I've seen it grown uh, for long term in a whiskey barrel. And, uh, I bet that's pretty. It is pretty, and they, the person who was growing it was constantly taking cuttings off of it, so it stayed uh, on the small side, but always in bloom. Yeah. yeah. Well, well that, 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 that's, what, that's what I mean. It's, e- it's easy to make <laughs> I think take it would cutting. Work, uh, although I would prefer a bigger container than a bed. Oh, than a hanging basket? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had a bed of it at, uh, uh, at our, what was our turf site, Jerry, over there on? Mossberger, Jones Mossberger? Jones Mossberger, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. We did it. It was. Uh, it does definitely fill the, the pro- space. The problem with it, it, in most winters, it'll it'll freeze back to the ground. It won't kill it. I don't think here. I, I've not seen a winter kill it. Huh. Cool. That's neat. It's, it's good. Good. pretty but yellow flower. It's old. It's got. It's an old-fashioned kind of growth habit. Yeah. It's not not some not soldier standing up in a roll kind of thing. Look, it has flowers larger than uh, horse herb. <laughs> it's a horse horse herb flower on steroids. There you go, and it's a ground cover. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, just people get tired of Asian jasmine. Full sun. Sidebar: Horse herb is doing very well now in the neighborhood. Uh. <laughs> it, it's, it's come back. It was just waiting for those rains. Well, okay, so that's one. Calvin said old fashioned. This next one is truly an old fashioned. Oh yeah. Uh, coral vine. Uh, Queen's crown is another name for it. Very vigorous uh, grower. You'd grow it on uh, fences or trellises or, or houses or houses or trees. Yeah. Or Beautiful cluster of this one. This is pink, so this will be the that paler version of pink. But they are uh, phenomenal when they go into bloom. Yeah, and, and that that on an established plant, they kill back to the ground too, and then come out from the ground. <laughs> but they, but man, when they come out. They make up for lost time pretty quick. They are fast, and uh, and bloom all summer long. It's it's a, it's I've a never, great vine. 
I've never seen one of them out of bloom, have you? I don't think. Not in not in the real world, other than in my yeah. mother-in-law's house, but uh, once well, they, they, they kicked in. They're interesting, though. You know, I've been fighting a battle in my yard with them because they're because they can take over if you've got kind of an open area. Uh, and then, so I was thinking I went in the battle, and then, you know, a couple of years down the road, and I start seeing these pink blooms up in the uh. trees. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, where is that? Where is that root of that plant coming in? You know, <laughs> so it it's it survived in the kind of shady, hidden nooks uh-huh, it's sneaky, and, huh? and climbed up to the sun. Uh-huh. That uh, you know, we had people uh, a while back looking for the top bee plants. And I think that would be on my oh, list. Oh, yeah. Be right they, there just loaded. I mean, the, oh, yeah, it's bees. always got We all nectar. know the bee population is dwindling. So, uh, butterflies, and butterflies too. like them. Yeah, butterflies too. But if you're, if you're trying to grow vegetables, this would be a great plant to grow near it. You're going to get uh, a lot oh, of pollinating insects coming by. And keep your machete sharp. Now, one thing I don't know if the deer will eat it. That leaf is smooth. I I think I made a, 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 you know, a few years ago, Jerry, I made a, um, I thought like on my fences, once it's established. They can't it, eat it fast That's, enough. yeah. And if it's got, you know, little, it's, it's kind of like a honeysuckle on a fence. Yeah, yeah. They'll eat at it. Uh, but I think they like honeysuckle better than they, they do this. But I, I think you're right. I think they'll eat at it. But uh, if it's established, it's hard for them to over- overcome yeah. it. Cool. And Did I don't know question? about Wadilia either. They may, they may not eat Wadilia. It's got a rough leaf. Can we ask it on the air? Here. You grab the mic. You'll be on the air. The question from the crowd, and these guys will be able to hear you. We've got, we've got three people to help you now. So it's, we're ready. Okay. The question is, I have some uh, purple sage, Sinisa. Okay. And portions are dying. And I've looked for bugs. I don't find any bugs. I don't know what to look for, but just like a whole big branch will just turn brown. Is it in a wet area? It's under the eave. I mean, the rain yeah. falls on it when it falls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes heavy, sometimes not at all. Yeah. I, w- I would say that that's probably what's damaging. Yeah, that we, You know, we took we took Sinisa out of the desert, out of a desert and out of the prairie. And put it in these landscapes where we water our lawns, and then, and then during this rainy season, and uh, uh, so I, I would bet on on water. There's probably some type of uh, soil rot or something getting into it. it about about now, the way to way to cure it uh, is you is you just cut it out, cut cut the bare spots out, and, and the damaged spots out. And then, uh, then if it if if that makes your plant look, uh, you know, uh, out of balance, out of balance or whatever, <laughs> you wait you wait until this winter, until uh, January or February, and then cut it to the ground, and then it'll come back a new bush. That it will it, not kill. If it. it's been these in there, old bushes. These are twenty-year-old bushes. Yeah. So. So it's got roots same, everywhere. Same fix. It's got yeah, roots it's got everywhere. Roots go way out there. So okay. Well, so you maybe have... you can cut cut it back without damaging the form of it too much. Okay. My but if question... you can't, if you can't, even an old bush like that, you can cut it cut it down and it'll come back. Wow. Okay. From the roots. Um, the other question I've been I've been asked and I don't know is Sinisa 
related to tumbleweed? No. Oh. <laughs> Why would they ask that? Yeah, well, they get a big shape. Yeah, They're yeah. in a desert situation, and it's real dry. They might break off and tumble. No. I didn't, I didn't no. know. Tumbleweed's uh, on its own. Huh? Yes, that's on, it's on its own. <laughs> Thank you. Is your Sinisa uh, blooming? I, 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 was, I was scared to death of you. One flower. One flower? It, it's, I mean, what were you saying? I was scared to death you were going to ask about the blooming before the rain. Uh, yeah, we, we have arguments. Before this you. last rain? Yeah. yeah. They were all over blooming, huh. but not mine. Oh. <laughs> today, today mine has one bloom. Okay. Huh. <laughs> but, yeah. Is it in the shade? Maybe it's a drizzle that's coming. Most of it, yeah. 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 So you got a double wham. It's, it's stressed right now because of all the rain we've had for two years. Oh. Plus it's in the shade. But with that, all that root system, and if you follow any of those strategies Jerry's talked about, I think you'll probably survive. The other option would be you might take pieces of it or get a new one. It's almost easier to get a new one, uh, one gallon, and plant it in full sun someplace. Okay. Away from the eaves, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, you bet. Oh, Thanks. Bye. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free 866-308-8867. Or like these nice folks, you just come on over here, and you ask your gardening question in person, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We'd love to talk to you about what's going on. Uh-oh, now do we have another question? You have a random question. Okay. Is, Where's the, is it about the nursery or is it about gardening? Okay. Well, can, will you, can we ask it on the air? Sure. Okay. What you got there? You're on the air. So in Austin at the parks we've been to, there's a bush. It looks like kind of a bush tree, and it smells like grape bubble gum. When does uh, it bloom? I don't know. I haven't seen it not bloom. I'm normally out there in the summer. Oh, it blooms all the time. I think so. And they say it's native to Austin. We've asked a couple of people and said it's native to Texas, I guess. Nothing's native to Austin. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a good answer. Uh, well, what what do the blooms look like? They look purple. Uh, they look purple. And, and they're kind of hanging like down like grapes? Grape. Mm-hmm. Grape. It smells really good. They smell just wonderful. Well, the classic. We're not anytime we, yeah, I uh, know. That's the only thing. That's, yeah, that, when we hear that, we think of Texas mountain laurel because that, that's how you describe the smell as a great bubble gum or yes. great Kool-Aid. Yes. But it are only blooms, blooms in February and early March. Okay. Are the blooms little? They are. They're small. But are it's the, like a bush of them. It's like a, a handful. Yeah, yeah, a cluster of them. Oh, and, and I wonder it, if that's Duranta, you know. Oh, Duranta the fragrance? fragrance? I don't remember. You can, smell them. you can smell them walking up. What color? Are the leaves uh, dark green? They're green. Are and they, the bloom is are they in the shade? Yeah, kind of. I mean. Is it a Mahonia? Uh-oh, we got to take a break. You stay here. We're going we're, we're to keep asking you questions. We're going to figure this out. Okay, she, okay, we're going to come right back with more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas right after this on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, toll free, it's 
888-888-8867. I'm going to do more research as, as uh, I think San Antonio's only lone sinesist. I'm going to do more research on this story and stuff and see if I can come up with some. Uh, What's that? Now, did y'all say they've taken rain out of the forecast? Uh, Calvin said that weekend? last time. The sinesist. Well, and, uh, it's, you got the forecast right there, I believe, uh, on the, in the paper. I'm going to go look. Oh. Now, was it raining last night? We saw lightning. Well, it was it was forecast last night. There was a chance, good chance, but we didn't get any. Yeah, okay. Uh, 308-8867 is our Maybe number. Maybe I pulled that out. I was telling Jerry uh, earlier, I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing, but remember how I was complaining the roses that I had kind of looked, you know, like they were suffering a little bit and they were scrawny and sticky and... Yeah, they don't look that way anymore. The Belinda's dream is full of red. Uh, uh, New growth, yeah. And so it's pretty much all the knockouts the same. And even the little uh, uh, grandma's yellow that was struggling, it's only a, a couple of feet tall. It's not very big. And yeah, it just looked horrible. Mine, it's now got nice. Mine still look pretty horrible, but they, oh. there's a little bit of new growth starting. Ah, oh, uh, sorry. It surprises <laughs> me that they... Uh, you know that that six weeks without the the rain. Yeah. I wa- I watered them once in that period, um, but they still got they lost most of their foliage and look pretty scraggly. But uh, yeah, they're coming back. That's good though. That yours yours have got so much foliage. That oh means, man. That means they'll be ready for that. The flush of growth is starting. They'll be ready for some serious blooming this fall. So yeah. I have a question. Everybody is is promoting the uh, the idea that uh, hot weather weeds will sprout and those followed by cool weather weeds. And uh, in Calvin's article in today's paper, section C, uh, on the back of the sports section, he talks about several good several things, especially about sprouting sprouting weeds and things. The, he says uh, the cool weather weeds such as bed straw, rescue grass, dandelions, thistle, beggar's lice, and annual rye can be greatly reduced by an application of a pre-emergent herbicide such as Amaze, XL, uh, Gallery, or Portrait at the end of August, which we're pretty well mm-hmm. close to now. Follow label instructions for all pesticides. Now, my question is, uh, in fact, y'all said it uh, over there, said it, said the rain will stimulate a new crop of hot weather weeds uh, to sprout, and those will be followed by cool weather weeds. Will this, with uh, Amaze and XL and Portrait and all those applied at the end of August, take care of hot weather weeds and cold weather weeds? They will, they will if they're, I'm thinking the cold weather weeds are a month at least away or six weeks. Oh, okay. And that gives the pre-emergence some time to to work and get in place. I'm thinking the hot weather weeds, the seeds there, they're ready for germination. They're, you know, you might be applying a pre-emergent and the hot weather, you know, some Already more sandburrs are coming up and, and uh, other hot weather weeds. So uh, we were doing some weeding uh thursday over at the greenhouse and i mean the pigweed is, is thick as hair on a dog's back coming up the amaranthus mm-hmm. 
And uh, so that won't affect. Yeah, that first first lane, same yeah, way. That that won't. That won't. Uh, my experience, that won't affect that, unless it was um, something that would germinate a month from now or so. But I'm I'm thinking those hot weather weeds. Are, they got one last blast in. Yeah. In. in so if you put that September. Put, put a herbicide down on a situation like that, of course you won't you won't kill the the sprouting weeds, but uh, there there's obviously some more seed coming as long as, as long as this moisture stays in the soil. Yeah, I don't want to get people's expectations. Too often they think uh, they put that a pre-emergent down and suddenly there'll be no no weeds, but. Uh, most of them take some time to get in to get in place, and they they don't. So it's not it, a contact herbicide. No, it's not a contact yeah. kill. Although I noticed some of the new formulations on the sprays, and there have a little bit post-emergent. Yeah, they post-emergent. Yeah, contact herbicide, but they also have a little pre-emergent action. They talk about uh, they talk about dealing with uh, weeds that are just germinating. Oh, okay. Because those are easy pickings in terms of a herbicide. Mm-hmm. If it's just coming up and it's lush, uh, it, it's, I was just, I'm just thinking that uh, you don't get instant gratification from a pre-emergent. There's a transition period, and I think you, if you applied it now, in fact, some years I've, I've. Uh, Said, well, wait until September, and I think you can get a little behind if you wait too long into September. Yeah. Because the minute that cool weather starts, some of them are are coming up. So well, I don't you, know. You, I, I you probably get some worse, uh, a little bit of a reaction. Oh yeah. You mean on, like sand? Yeah, sandburrs will start, and yeah, those also, that are starting at the end of September will yeah. probably be prevented. Kevin also covers sandburrs. For the Wilson County people, said new sandburrs will also emerge. If they're in the lawn, you can apply image as a contact herbicide for young plants. And that, that that's on any type of grass. That's on Bermuda and St. Augustine and any type of grass. Yeah. Because image, image only controls uh, grass burrs and uh, uh, also um, nutsedge. Now, if you make... Make a little bit of a, a study. You know, nutsedge is really easy to recognize. Sandbur is relatively easy to recognize too, but uh, but not everybody can discern that from from your right. grass. Right. Uh, make sure that you obtain a formula with sandburrs on the label. How'd you put that? You mean an image? Yeah, because I've there's some image that doesn't have sandburrs on the label. Well, I'm. I'm not sure. There's so many new formulas now. Well, that's true. I too. want to make sure they they know what they're getting. Okay. Once the burrs appear uh, on the plants, dig the plants, the burrs and all out of the ground with typical spade. Put them in the garbage. And why that's if you don't have too many, that's not not as hard as it sounds because they they are kind of shallow rooted and a little tipping them out. They they come out pretty easy and you. They're not the tap garbage. rooted, huh? Yeah. And then wait to fertilize the lawn until the last week in September, the first week in October. Uh, 
and that uh, that timing contributes to cold hardening and some fast green up uh, in the spring. So, uh, and then Neil Sperry followed up with that. that he made the statement that this would be the most important. Let me see, the most important uh, newsletter that he puts out because he says fall is pre-emergent time is here. Uh, he says you you will have a chance in the next ten days to do something that will pay dividends clear into the late spring. That's that's why I was kind of hinting around that maybe you might get some hot weather control off of all of those the weeds, especially with all this rain coming. Uh, yeah, I'd, if I if I made it sound like. It's timing rather than different species. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, winter weeds are set to sp- start sprouting. Better to be a week too early uh, with a preventive treatment than one day too late. In other words, after they start sprouting. Uh, pre-emergent weed killers are applied before weeds germinate. They disperse across the surface of the soil, forming a layer of protection that kills small seedlings just as they try to get started. Well, that uh, the fact that I've uh, seen some uh, Crawford lettuce seedlings, which is, which is a cool weather, down? is a cool weather plant, along with cucumbers reseeding, which is a hot weather plant. So that point Jerry made about the the transition and the confusion of which is which is dominant at this point. They're both they're both active. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. You asked about the weather forecast. We happen to have KLUP's uh, Crack, leading cracked up me- meteorologist. Cracked or? up meteorologist. <laughs> our leading our leading weather prognosticator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can I say that on the air? Roy What's that Baptist mean? A State. big nose or what? <laughs> I don't know. I just it's what Roy gave me to say. Oh, oh. I don't know what it means. Roy McDonald is back with the station with the uh, Roiling Thunder weather forecast. Hi there, Roy. Hey guys, how's it going? Fine. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Nice day today. Um, There's a slight chance of some rain today, about a 20% chance of rain for some uh, late afternoon showers. Going to get up to 92 degrees. Beautiful day so far. Tomorrow, though, is when that rain that Jerry was just speaking about might start peaking his head. A 50% chance of some scattered thunderstorms throughout the day tomorrow. High of 88 degrees, low of 75 those uh, that rain's going to stay around for Monday to start off that work week with another 50% chance of some heavy thunderstorms with the high of 89 degrees, low of 75. Tuesday, maybe some more rain drops down to about a 40% chance of rain on Tuesday uh, with a high of 90 degrees, low of 74. Wednesday should be all clear, high of 90 degrees, low 73 with partly cloudy skies. Thursday, high of 91, low 72 with a 20% chance of some scattered uh, some scattered showers. And Friday to round out the work week, another 30% chance of some scattered showers throughout the day with a high of 92 degrees, low of 75. So in the wow. uh, mid 70s the lows and uh upper to mid nine upper upper 80s to mid 90s on the highs pretty much all week that's a nice break in the the high which is nice 
because they were before the rains. They were up there in the upper 90s to near 100s. So that's great. Okay, so the Sinisa may be predicting a little rain. Or either that or it just got rained on uh, eight inches worth. Why you got to be that way, man? <laughs> I wonder. So skeptical. Well, Jerry, what's the Sinisa have suppose? done nothing but tell you what the you, you suppose if. Uh, Thanks, Roy. Thanks, Roy. Thanks, sure, guys. You suppose uh, if the, there's plant, uh, Sinisa's out there rotting due to excessive rainfall, yeah, that yeah, it's fair yeah. to say that <laughs> there's been rain recently? <laughs> Didn't say there hasn't been. They predicted that rain, too. Yeah. Right before they died, huh? <laughs> well, they, you know, they can't help that part. <laughs> they give their little buds all their there little time. For... Hey, let's take a quick break uh, while we can. Uh, call us at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Fitz right here, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I've got some great information for you. Your summer favorites are at Millburgers right now, and they're absolutely at incredible prices. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find savings 40% off on these terrific items, now all just $14.88. Like Gold Star Esperanza in the 12-inch pot, regularly $24.99. This beautiful, beautiful heat-loving plant is on sale for just $14.88. 88. Right now, you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados. On sale in the three-gallon container, just $14.88. Theralis or Showers of Gold is absolutely gorgeous with its big, long spikes of bright yellow flowers. And it's on sale for $14.88 in the three-gallon container. And Variegated Tapioca Plant on sale in the 12-inch pot. That's right. You guessed it. Just $14.88. You'll find these and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you need a creative welcome gift for a teacher or a special treat for a student, the Alamo City Chocolate Factory has the answers. From teachers have class lollipops to thank you chocolate bars. You can even get creative with a chocolate 3D apple filled with homemade chocolate treats. The Alamo City Chocolate Factory at 1604 in Blanco in the Vineyard Shopping Center. 490-5333. Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Live the sweet life. There is a new way to sell your house in San Antonio and the Hill Country that saves you thousands of dollars. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and Help You Sell has it figured out. Help You Sell Real Estate has done away with charging 6% commission because it's not fair. The difference in commissions between a $200,000 and a $500,000 home is $18,000. But did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service? Probably not. That's why Help You Sell is quickly becoming the fastest way to sell your home and save you thousands of dollars with their low-set fee program. With Help You Sell, you work with a full-service 20-year licensed real estate broker in Sergio Martinez. And Help You Sell starts by giving you a free home evaluation and market analysis. So if you're looking to sell, buy, or build, start your search at hushillcountry.com or call Sergio with Help You Sell, San Antonio Hill Country, at 210-693-0305. Are you interested in real estate? Want to learn how to make yourself rich? 
James E. Glasgow is presenting his Million Dollar Real Estate Investor's Business Plan Real Estate Training Seminar, three information-packed days, August 26th, 27th, and 28th in San Antonio, Texas. All of the information that investors need, the strategies, the know-how to make yourself rich investing in real estate, plus more than $3,500 worth of bonus materials for each paid attendee. Don't miss this opportunity to learn from James Glasgow and put his 32 years of real estate investing experience to work for you. He is the author of How I Made Millions in Real Estate and How You Can Too. Learn how to use your IRA money, how to raise funds for your real estate investing, how to use OPM, other people's money, how to find deals, how to flip houses and owner financing, and 15 other topics. Do visit TowardsWealth.com for full details about this fabulous real estate investor training course that will be on August 26th, 27th, and 28th. Visit TowardsWealth.com for full details. This is the SEC. You want to walk on? We certainly won't stop you. There ain't no way you're ever going to play. His life was the question. It just might make it. Make it. I just hope he lives. And trust was the answer. You've got your butt kicked by a walk-on. How bad do you want it? Brandon Burlsworth has become the greatest walk-on story in the history of college football. Greater now playing. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I saw somebody walk by here with a firebush a while ago. And oh, they've got some firebush, right? Is yeah, that the? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah, I was looking at it. And they are in full screaming bloom now. Yeah. Even the leaves have a little color. Yeah, yeah. The Besides leaves just the green. to turn yeah. for the fall, and uh, and the, it seems like the flowers are maybe maybe the leaf colors uh, is uh, accentuating the uh, the uh, the flowers, but uh, they the flowers seem to be more open at the end. Oh, wow! Than that than they have been. All. I, I drive by some coming. Coming to the radio station, and uh, they're really in full bloom now and mighty pretty. What's that? A fire bush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the hummingbirds are finding them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, in fact, my article next next week, I talk about, you know, bring in those fall, fall um, migrating hummingbirds with a fire bush and container or, and hummingbird feeders. And, and uh, remember that uh, they still have this uh, all the way, I guess, all the way through August, this 40% sale on the Gold Star Esperanza. It'll go through next Monday anyway. Yeah. Monday. Mexican Bird of Paradise and Trialis. And I was walking in, I noticed that they've had about the same number of, uh, of, uh, of these plants that are 40% off. There and thoralis is. It looks like they're so more thoralis than they have anything, because it's really hmm. been blooming pretty out there. Uh, with a lot, lot of those yellow flowers there, and that's one that the deer will absolutely not eat. So uh, the uh, the others are. Sometimes they'll eat esperanza, and sometimes they eat Mexican bird of paradise, especially the blooms. Yeah, they they eat Mexican bird of paradise, am I? neighborhood but they don't eat esperanza 
They don't eat Esperanza? Not a bit, no, not the blooms or anything. That's good. A 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and we've got Judy on the line. Hi, Judy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. How can we help you? Uh, my yard is has a lot of these small little mushrooms or toadstools all over it since we've had so much rain, and I was wondering if it's poisonous to the puppies or the dogs have come by. No, ma'am. I, I wouldn't suggest that you eat them, but... Uh, the, oh, I don't want to eat them. <laughs> not, uh, some people, some people do. We get that a lot of the, We get that to question yeah. a lot. Now, some pu- some new puppies will try anything. Well, one thing yeah. that uh, I know my vet has recommended is that uh, somebody that's just uncomfortable go out there with your little stiff broom and yeah right sweep them sweep them up up and then then if you've got a uh, if you've got a dog that's more curious than most of them or hasn't learned the ropes yet then there won't be any kind of threat most dogs just yeah it won't fool with a mushroom no. i've got i've even got my uh i'm amazed that my Tilly, as aggressive as she is, a little West Highland Terrier, new, one year old, uh, uh, she has a favorite toad every night. <laughs> she has to go out and see it, bark at it, but she does not Touch pick it, it up. No, not food with it. Huh? Yeah, because I, I just, I've just never had a dog that at least once or twice is not pick it, pick yeah, it up. Yeah, and then, of my course, dogs do that too. They know. I mean, they they found out very fast. Yeah, right? they, they're throwing up and gagging and. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be an easy thing to do, especially if you got round where your dog activities. Just take your little br- stiff broom and waste and uh, extended uh, dustpan and just throw them in the garbage. Well, I've been pulling them. Uh, it's no big problem to pull them out, but they keep yeah. coming back. Yes, and ma'am. I was worried that the dogs would eat them, and I don't know if they are. Pulling. I don't. I don't. I, I'm no mushroom. Uh, mushrooms are something we I stay away from big time because uh, <laughs> you, you know it's it's hard to describe them uh, the the ones that are safe and the ones that are not safe. And if if the person or animal gets one that's that's truly poisonous, which I'll I'll throw in saying there's not many of those coming up in home landscapes. The ones that are really poisonous. Oh, okay, uh, but, but you know, but in, the, in in the woods and things like that, uh, you could get get come across the wrong one. Yeah, it doesn't take much for the, the bad ones. Oh, yeah. Well, I was wondering why, just last year and this year is the first time we've ever had any. I didn't know why. What, what did we what, what did we have last year and this year that we didn't have the previous <laughs> right? four years? There right? you go. Ten years plus, yeah. Ten year, okay. I mean, ten, ten inches higher than average. Yeah. So that, that's okay. what's bringing them up, and they're 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 just growing on decomposing organic material, and they're not hurting the grass mm-hmm. or anything, hurting the no. trees or anything else. They're on decomposing uh, material. Okay. So don't Good. worry about your little. What kind of little dog you got? Chihuahua. A chihuahua. 
Uh oh. Uh, yeah, Uh-oh. they're kind of curious. They're, they're kind of curious. Well, uh, Jerry, have, don't let Jerry get to get away with anything because he's got curious little <laughs> schnauzers. <so. laughs> no, I'll, I'll have to agree with that. They are curious little schnauzers. Thanks, Judy. Thanks good, for calling. Good questions, don't, Judy. Don't, I think a lot of people are nervous about that. Oh yeah. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's our number, and Gerda is on the line. Hi, Gerda. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on nine thirty a.m. The answer. What's going on? Hello. I uh, was wondering if anybody knows anything about jackfruit, where it grows, what? and what soil, and on a vine or on a tree or anything like that. What What kind of fruit is it? Jack? Like jackfruit? Jack oh, 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 jackfruit. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, that's a that's a citrus, isn't it? Uh, no, not really. It lo- it looks like kind of a watermelon t- uh, size. Yeah, you see them in the stores now. We had someone else call about jackfruit. I'll show you a picture here. Let me find it. They they're supposed to be good for you. Yeah. Oh, quit it! They must be. It must taste like hell then. If they if they're good for for no, good no, for they're, no, they're good. They're good. They're good. The man in the fruit section said they taste like mango, banana, and papaya. And yeah, it's quit really it! It must be a it's tropical place. Yeah, it is. It is. It's uh, originated in the southwestern rainforests of western <laughs> Ghats and Indian subcontinent. Okay, this is according to Wikipedia. Uh, is well suited to tropical lowlands. There you go. That, we've uh, got a lot of that around South Texas. And its fruit is the largest tree-borne fruit, reaching as much as 80 pounds in weight. Wow. Good anxious. Lord. Oh. And it can produce it. fall on your head. No kidding. <laughs> it's the national fruit of Bangladesh, according to Wikipedia. That's, that's why all them people are starving to death over there, isn't Are it? they? Bangladesh. Here, I'll show you uh, pictures. They used to, yeah, they used to, I think. So, it, good Lord, look yeah. like papaya. Yeah, can you see that? Mm-hmm. It, said, it said at the beginning of this it was related to the Bradford? the fig, mulberry, and uh, what does ah. it say? Um, oh. It is a species of tree in the fig, mulberry, and breadfruit family. Yeah, it looks like breadfruit. Well, to sum this all up is I've never seen one. They're I'm, in H-E-B. I've, I've heard. They are. You can get them in H-E-B. That's why we had someone else call us about it. Oh, they saw them right? in H-E-B. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, oh, you'll have to go to H-E-B. H-E-B. I imagine they've got recipes there, too, or whatever. Uh, no, I haven't seen But you, seen can't, you, can't grow, you, you can't grow it here, okay? That's the bottom. Oh, I was trying. I had some in, the, in a little thing with some dirt, and I'm trying to keep it wet. I want to. See what it comes out like. It's got to be a big tree before it produces. I mean, a, a big plant before it produces. Yeah, I bet with that size fruit on it. Oh. And you won't. Yeah, you won't. You won't have time to before it freezes. You'll have to. In other words, it's not a house plant. That's too bad. <laughs> well, go ahead and enjoy growing it. Well, I. I try anything that's impossible. Yeah. Well, let us. Oh yeah. yeah, and then and then let oh, it get big. Here's here's what to do. Let it get big, 
and then go to H-E-B and get some of the fruit yeah, and tie on to your little plant. And then you, you take know. pictures and send them to Yeah, send them to us and say, you guys didn't know what you were talking about. I don't know the jackfruit I have. <laughs> you know, this one even has a sticker on it. It's an interesting thing. The way oh, yeah. You have to get the, the fruit out of that big, big shell. And the inside has like a core, like the uh, pineapple. Uh-huh. And that, sticks, that sticks like super glue. Oh, is that right? You don't want it on your hand, and you don't want it on the countertop. Sounds sounds like a wonderful plant to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just quick, quick eat it. Don't touch it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the mushrooms. (laughs) And what's it it supposed to do for you as far as health-wise? I don't know. I haven't haven't had anybody to look it up for me yet. Oh, did you find anything you're supposed to do for health-wise, Milton? Let's see. Um, yeah, pulp is composed of 75% water, 23% carbohydrate, 2% protein, 1% fat. It's uh, got uh, vitamin B6, which is supposed to be good for you, uh, yeah. vitamin C, potassium. Hmm. And it doesn't say how it's supposed to help you. Oh, okay. Not yet, anyway. It's got. It's well, I'm got sure some... it's healthy, healthy for you, or HEB wouldn't be selling it. There you go. Wow. Right. It's got right. some of the characteristics of a melon, but it's also got like yeah. that protein in there, like avocado or something. Uh huh. We'll, we'll keep looking, and maybe somebody will call with their their jackfruit experience. Okay. Thank <laughs> you Thanks, very much. Phil's mm-hmm. on hold and, and is now on the line at 308. 8867 Phil. Hey. Have you grown uh, jackfruit? Show, guys? Thanks. Uh, no, no, no. I know where it is, and uh, I, I don't think I want to try it. <laughs> okay. But, uh, hey, when you're putting tomatoes or peppers into the ground, uh, the rock, the, uh, does it matter the type of rock phosphate uh, to put in the bottom of the hole? Yeah, if you want to add a, a phosphorus deal, uh, it's, it's actually better to add uh, add uh, ground up like um, colloidal phosphate. They, they, yeah, powder. Because okay, so if, in other if words, you just add the if you just add the rock phosphate in there, uh, the the way rock, rock phosphate really doesn't work that well in alkaline soil. Because you depend on the acidity of the acid soil to break down the rocks in rock phosphate. Yeah, phosphorus, okay. phosphorus molecules. Yeah. And so, okay, so, uh, what, what, so what most people do uh, when they're transplanting plants and won't, won't add phosphorus is just use what we call a starter solution. You know, and that's a high, high, middle, high middle number. Uh, a fertilizer or whether it be a liquid a liquid for a, a soluble fertilizer or what and then pour that in the hole before you plant okay so so get the powder before it don't don't even bo- I shouldn't even bother with uh, pellet uh, rock phosphate huh right if you get the, if you get the powder I, I I think they put we've used colloidal phosphate and actually recommended it in an extension publication. Uh, but, uh, but I don't think they, I don't think they package it anymore, Claudia Phosphate. Huh. But, uh, you, you want something that, that's got a small, 
was a small uh, particle. Small, uh, particle, small particle. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So it so it so it'll be available to the plant faster. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for calling. Okay. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number, and we have Lonnie on the line. Hi, Lonnie. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, very well, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> my question pertains to a, a crepe myrtle uh, styled dynamite. Um, oh yeah. And uh, but we have four of them in the yard. Three in a kind of a landscaped area. The other one is just out front. The one out front is the one I'm concerned about. Uh, it has, uh, as a, I guess you have to call it a mulch or a decorative mulch, uh, river rock. And to me, it just does not appear to be thriving as it should. It's been in the ground since, uh, I guess, May. And uh, it does bloom, but the plant itself does not appear to be growing that much. I'm just wondering... What about in general, the general proposition of river rock as a decorative mulch? No, that's that's not causing your problem. It's only been in the ground since May. Yes, sir. Since May. May. Wasn't. We we lost dynamite, you for a second. Okay. Yeah, you said you said it's only been in the ground since May, right? Yes, sir. Correct. Okay. Uh, how big a plant was it? Was it a five-gallon or it was a ten-gallon? Uh, it was a five-gallon. Yes, sir. Five-gallon. So it's a fairly small one. Fairly small. Yes. Yeah. Most of uh, I, I don't think you. I don't think you got a problem. Uh, I mean, it hadn't lost any leaves or whatever, and the leaves are green, mm-hmm. right? Yes, correct, and it's it's blooming nicely. Uh, well, I say nicely. It, 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 for a plant of this size, I guess it's adequate. Yeah. Uh, well, it's do we have those? It's probably it's uh, you know it's not it's not established yet, so it's kind of concentrating yeah. its attention yeah. and energy uh, mm-hmm. on and all, all its capabilities to get moisture and nutrients up there on the blue yeah. on that little bit of bloom that it's producing. So at some point when that bloom ends, probably when the temperature cools a little bit, for a little while you'll get some fall. I'll bet you get some fall growth. <clears throat> well, the reason I, I, I earmarked the uh, river rock as a potential uh, culprit, so to speak, um, is that we also have on the opposite side of the yard the same amount of sun exposure and so forth, um, a uh, um, red bud tree. And uh, it's it it is similarly to me is stunted. It just doesn't seem to do much of anything. Uh, and it has the river rock in there as well. Okay. What kind of red bud? Uh, I think it's called the uh, Oklahoma red bud, I believe. Oh, oh, good, 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 good. I was afraid you'd got an eastern red bud, and that that definitely it's a problem. Uh, even even the Oklahoma or Texas red bud, they're called and. In the Mexican redbud category, mm-hmm. uh, and it was planted at the same time as the crepe myrtle. Right? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're they're slow to establish too. Oh, I see. But, okay. Uh, you've well. got you've got good plants there. 
right. and uh, you you just need to be be patient, be patient. with them, and, and they're gonna they're gonna grow out of it. Yeah, I can't can't you can't my see wife, any reason why the river rock would be a factor. I told you no. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think they'll take off, uh, especially next spring. Okay, we'll right. wait for spring and see how it goes. You look, you're looking at them too much, guy. You're sitting out there <laughs> looking at your plant. You know that that's like watching corn grow, or what is what is it they say? Yes. You, you watch won't... pot never boils. Yeah, or... yeah, it, it won't grow. It's like waiting for my okra to bloom, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks, Lonnie. Thank you much. Bye. You okay, betcha. Bye. All right, we go to Tony on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Tony. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I have a question about trimming live oak trees, if you all can deal with that. Is that something in your area? Oh, yeah. All right. Here's the deal. I've got a number of, of mature live oaks that have probably never been trimmed, uh, at least not trimmed very much. There's a lot of dead wood underneath I'm going to be getting out. But my question is, how much of the crown, how much of a, of a, of a canopy to take off? We've had some a lot of people in the neighborhood getting their trees trimmed out, their mature oaks. And these guys that come and do the trimming, they're obviously not arborists, but they're just they're really scalping the trees. They're making it look almost like spider legs, just spindly legs with minimal you know, minimal canopy uh, to sustain the, the tree. And I'm wondering how much is too much to take off of a tree? Uh. That's tough. That's tough to make uh, make that judgment. We rely on the arborists to be careful about that. Um, it a lot of it has to do with uh, how much growth rate there are too. If they were like like the trees over there in villages of West Creek that didn't grow much, mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to take leaf surface off. You need a minimum amount of leaf surface to to keep the tree healthy. Other places where you got a little soil, you you can prune, you can prune quite a bit off and not has, not hurt it. Yeah, has it got a lot of dead wood in it? No, in your no. Tree? There's just some lower, some of the lower stuff's got dead wood, but no, most of these trees are very vibrant, very healthy. It's just that uh, you know they're growing down towards the ground, and I need to clear some of it so I can get underneath them with a lawnmower. So I need to take some off. But I'm seeing these these massive trimming projects, and I'm wondering yeah. if maybe I should do the same thing. You say it needs minimum leaf coverage that's what i'm curious about what is the minimum uh, i'm in an area where there's very little soil if any it's all it's all hill country uh you know uh caliche and, and shale i would i would get the figure out what you need pruned in terms of get you know you can get all the dead wood out then what you need pruned in terms of your mowing and then i don't think i'd do any that's Any extra? What I was thinking too. And like you know, if you got some that are in the wires or something, you get that out on the roof. But in your situation where you got thin soil, uh, you're not overwhelmed with foliage. Uh, then you just get get that dead wood out, and you get make it safe for you to mow, and uh, then you leave your live oaks the way they are. Yeah, most yeah, they're, of the they're, well, they're most of the time when. Yeah. All right. Don't be the way they are. Uh, they don't need to be thin for health purposes. If no. it ain't broke, don't fix it, dude. No. <laughs> okay. Do that. They're, 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 right. they're tough, but 
It, uh, you know, in a situation like that, they're not growing at a great rate. You don't want to reduce the leaf surface if you don't have to. Be sure you paint. Paint the wound. Paint the wound. All right. Thanks, Tony. We're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And I've got some great information for you. Your summer favorites are at Millburgers right now, and they're absolutely at incredible prices. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find savings 40% off on these terrific items, now all just $14.88. Like Gold Star Esperanza in the 12-inch pot, regularly $24.99. This beautiful, beautiful heat-loving plant is on sale for just $14.88. Right now, you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados. On sale in the three-gallon container, just $14.88. Theralis or Showers of Gold is absolutely gorgeous with its big, long spikes of bright yellow flowers. And it's on sale for $14.88 in the three-gallon container. And Variegated Tapioca Plant on sale in the 12-inch pot. That's right. You guessed it. Just $14.88. You'll find these and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Breaking news. But an aftershock in central Italy in the aftermath of yesterday's deadly earthquake. Stimulating talk. More than half the visitors to Hillary Clinton donated something to the Clinton Foundation. That too, she would have visit her while she was Secretary of State. 9.30 a.m. The answer. Hello, I'm Randy Adams from LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. But let me take the fear out of your next purchase of an automobile. Go to HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. Let me do the negotiating and make sure you get the most out of your next trade. That's HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Life is precious, and God values each and every life. In the new movie Scarlet, Chase was adopted as a baby and is now devoted to protecting life. Tell me more about my biological mom. Your mother Anna loved you. She was just so young. It's a movie that will convict and inspire you to prayer and action. Says Eileen Vincent, founder of City Reachers. Stephen Baldwin says, it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. It's going to speak to you. It's going to touch you. Chase's neighbor, Mia, struggles to protect the life of her unborn child from an abusive husband. We're in this together, okay? I don't want to get rid of it. You're getting an abortion, Mia. Are we clear? Chase and Scarlett have a perfect life. But when they receive unexpected news, everything changes. It's not over yet, son. I feel so hopeless. I wish there was something more I could do. You've done everything you can in this fight. Dad, I'm scared. I need a miracle. Inspiring. Hopeful. Every life is precious in the sight of God. Life is a battle of good and evil, but God, he always wins. Scarlet in theaters September 2nd. Dennis Prager here with an important message. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. 
So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Trace is up here with us, going to talk about some stuff. What you got, Trace? Well, we want to talk about the plants, plural, of the weekend. All right. So uh, one is Wedelia, and uh, it, it does grow very, very quickly as a ground cover. Great replacement for, like, Lantana or, you know, even Asian jasmine, as long as it's in the sun. It is perennial, though, so it will freeze down and come back out. But almost the entire spring through fall season, it's almost in bloom all the time. And anybody that anybody that used it, uh, Wadelia, uh, it looks like a little little daisy. Yeah, it's got little daisy flowers on there. So when you're looking for one of those tough ground covers and you want blooms, mm-hmm. yeah, then uh, that's that's another good one to try. And uh, and we don't. We need for anybody that's ever tried it uh, with deer to tell us if the deer will eat it. If the deer won't eat it. We're in business, huh? Well, I might go look at the sign out there because I think she, she's already got a sign on it. Uh, All right. Deer on the sign. <laughs> and number and two. Number two, coral vine or queen's crown. All over Ant- this town. Antigonon, I think is what its real yeah, name is. Yeah, right. But uh, beautiful vine, uh, perennial as well. Very vigorous grower from the time the soil temperature warms up. It'll climb up your trellises or uh, up your arbors. It, if you sat, stood there long <laughs> enough, it'd be up your leg. Uh, and it has that gorgeous cluster of light pink flowers. Oh, yeah, beautiful. And uh, great insect attractants. Oh, yeah. So bees. Bees love it. And we, we know we all need more butterflies. bees. Yep. Butterflies, Calvin was talking about. Yeah, hummingbirds. So it's an old-fashioned plant. So you see a lot of it in the in the older neighborhoods, but you don't see so much of it in the newer ones. But we want to make that different. So or along the fence line. Right. Chain link fence is great. Ooh, that would be good. Uh, yeah. yeah, it'll jump up a chain link fence, and it might be good that it it. Uh, you know, you know, I've got a chain link fence, and I put some vines on it. Uh, jasmines and things like that, and of course they don't freeze back. And so eventually, after I'm talking about after five or six years, you've got a big mass of, of vines up there. So it may be good that that uh, that that thing fr- uh, freezes back to the ground every year, because it you say well it has to go through that same five year growing period before it's a a specimen plant, and that's not true with not, that plant. Not at it's, all. It's, it's fast. Very fast. So uh, uh, it, it'd be worth giving a try. Now, I, I, I don't know if about the deer eating it, uh, but uh, 
I, I, I know you see it all over the south side. And also, it's kind of a unique plant to San Antonio and south because it, it uh, I guess it, I, I took some to Greg Grant. Up, he wanted to put some on a windmill up there. He got an old windmill, and uh, so I and he lives in Nacogdoches. And I said, "Won't that thing freeze?" You know, in, in Nacogdoches, we 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 we've never made it a Texas superstar, mainly because uh, uh, of the freeze of the cold. But uh, I think if he said just mulch it and. Uh, I know, survived, back and mulch it. I know this survived up to Dallas. Oh, does it? Yep. Okay. Well, then that, that would take all of East Texas in. Well, hang up here a second, uh, Trace. We're going to go to Evelyn, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up with you in just a second. Evelyn is on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing just great. I have a tycoon um, tomato plant, and it has crispy brown leaves on it is that a disease from all this rain should i pull it up or what do i do with it no don't pull it up you mean you mean all the leaves are crispy brown well a lot of them are hmm. did it start at the bottom and work up no it's kind of in the middle scattered, like it's scattered out huh yes out of crispy brown leaves do you I've see never any had that happen to before, you, so I'm just wondering. Do you see any spots on the leaves? No. No and, spots. And those crispy brown. Did, I didn't hear. Are all the plants showing that, or just a few plants? Just the tycoon. The other plants are fine. And it's not the lowest spot in the garden. No. And she, you're in containers anyway, aren't you? No. Oh, I'm, you're in the ground. Okay. Yes, they are. Full sun. Uh, I guess we could blame it on the rain, but I'm not for sure what what's causing that. Uh, if if you don't see those spots on the leaves, and it doesn't seem like it's in a pattern, then uh, and the whole plant's not dying, the leaves that are left on there are in, in pretty in pretty good shape, huh? Yes, they are. Okay, I I just I just forget I just see if I, I think that'll grow through that. Just leave it alone? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I just wondered because I've never had this happen before and all this rain we had and no sunshine. I thought, but the other plants aren't doing that. Yeah. I have four plants and each one is a different variety. Okay. And you had all the test ones too, didn't you? I'm sorry? Uh, You had all the test varieties like... uh, 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 Roma, Roma surprise. Yes. Lavaca and Lavaca and uh, Surefire, and then yes, I have the Tycoon, and that Tycoon is the one that's doing it. Yeah, that Tycoon's no good. That Calvin, ever since he put that on the market, <laughs> that's it's been dying like. It's poor Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say ugly things about it when I get the opportunity to say ugly things. <laughs> Most of the time, all, all, all we get is good good things about yeah, it. Yeah, stra- that's strange, though, that pattern you're describing. Yeah, yeah. But let's just wait and see if it grows out of it. Okay. Uh, do I have time for any more? Yes, ma'am. I have. I heard the lady earlier with the pencil plant, and it, according to her, 
Hers has thorns on it, right? Is that what she said? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Pencil cactus. No, this is a, just a pencil plant. It's These stems are all slick, but it has little leaflets on the end of it. That it's a, no, I, I think she was talking about a different thing. She was talking about a pencil cactus. Okay. It, it's long and le leggy and climbs up in trees and everything else. No, this, but, this is uh, different. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma what you have is a little ornamental. Well, I don't know if it's little. It's <laughs> eight foot tall. It's not going to fit in the house. And after I cut it down three foot. Okay. Did you root the root the cuttings or whatever? I sure did. And it. I guess I cut three foot off of that, and that, it's about six foot now. Just this yeah, year. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Uh, thank you for eight sixty seven. Trace. What else going on? Well, we just. Uh, Verified with Delia being on a deer resistant list. Yeah, put together by a Forrest W. Uh -oh. Appleton. Did Appleton put it on the deer yeah, resistant list? It's on Aggie Horticulture. So, Good. But you know, every, everything on that deer resistant list you have to take with a grain of salt. Quit it. It may <laughs> maybe uh, eat in some places. And You're not, not supposed others. to eat much salt. <laughs> Just a or grain. Or with Delia. <laughs> Okay, so it's on the on the deer resistant list. Good. But as Forrest says, a rough leaf, it might be might be good. This is a listing of plants which the deer do not seem to like very well enough to severely damage by eating. However, the list must be a caveat. Like others I've seen, deer can't read, and when they're hungry, they'll eat almost anything. Oh, stupid deer. It's there, there. <laughs> we need to teach the deer to read. There you go. So they can know that it's not it's supposed, supposed to be, to be on the deer. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah. got, that flower like is pretty significant. Or something, yeah. Ooh, wow. wow. That flower is pretty big on on a It's a gorgeous deer. flower and uh, and very very showy from a distance. Yeah. yeah, and it's thick. I mean, it's not like you got a flower every now and then. Uh, they're thick on there when the, when the bed gets when the plant gets established, the bed gets established. Uh, so why hasn't it been used more around San Antonio Freeze? It's becoming more and more popular. People are actually asking for it now by name. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I guess Freeze was what what scared most of us away from recommending it. But uh, since we're in global warming now and hadn't had a freeze, the last three or four years, I uh, guess, would easily come back. Uh, it's making a it's making a revival. There you go. And Trace, what else? Anything else exciting? I know tomorrow we'll learn about some new stuff coming in. Well, we had uh, two very successful seminars today. Yeah. One you heard from David, and the other one was the kids one. And uh, it's nice to know that you know these kids. Some of these kids are growing up knowing about how to plant stuff because so many of them know how to turn on and off electricity items or game mm -hmm. boys and stuff like that we need to get them out into the the real world and and see how things are actually uh, grown that they're eating and uh, maybe they'll have a lifetime love for the for the outside yeah so um by the way if you're looking for the next um children's gardening class I'm watching the hummingbirds. They keep catching my eye. Uh, go to MillburgerNursery.com. 
millburgernursery.com, and you can see what's coming up, including whether uh, it's a uh, seminar for adults or for kids. I think David's next one is on September 10th. Oh, so not very far off. We're going to do uh, cold weather crops. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and root, root, root crops, cold weather crops, and how to grow them, uh, companion plants, hopefully, that will go along with them, things like onions planted with spinach. Um, so we, it should be a, another fruitful uh, seminar. Ooh. Uh. I think that one on the fly. Yeah, it was good. No, no, no. Was so really are you going to uh, tell me how, what you're going to order? Order on the tomato section. Are you going to order some more Roma Surprise? Or I'm, I'm going to order gallon? a small sampling of everything they have in gallon cans. In gallon cans, okay. Uh, no more little pots. Your gallons have kind of thinned out since they you are. got here. They yeah, are. it's good. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Trace. All right. So uh, we got just about oh, 30, 40 seconds left. What else we got? Uh, we were talking to Trace about this. Uh, Neil Sperry recommend, had recommended using a grass herbicide as well as a weed herbicide. And uh, Trace was saying that he thinks a maize might take care of both. both good, ch- good chunk of both. I mean, everything's going to have its specific things that it does its best job on. Yeah. Uh, but a maize is a very well-rounded pre-emergent, so it okay. does a good chunk of the grasses as well as a good chunk of the broadleaf. Uh, and we've used it with success around for probably 20, 20 years or so. Oh, yeah. And with that, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Roy back at the station doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow on the air. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.